All right. Thank you, Jason. Welcome to Local Live here on WFHB. My name is Frankie, and I am sitting with Frankie, Frankie Camaro. How Hi. you doing? Good. And uh, he's going to entertain us for the next half hour with some mostly instrumental surf rock. That's right. Music. All right. A few covers and a few originals. But yeah, right. I mean, surf instrumentalists and stuff like that. Good deal. Uh, what do you have to start us with? Well, I think I'm going to do a, a good summer uh, cover. It's called Miserloo. <laughs> drummer he was a little <laughs> off on that one <laughs> do you uh, normally pay, play with the band or is it yeah uh... yes um we're actually playing uh saturday at the players pub um been doing some a little bit solo by myself but i found like, i don't really like playing with backing tracks i tried mm -hmm. that for a little bit but i think if i do play solo i just assume do it like this or i was thinking of being a kick drum or something but no i have like a trio uh that i'm playing with that it, it, uh Kind of like this kind of, you know, mainly surf instrument uh, originals and some covers. And then a few, like, kind of garagey rock and roll songs, you know. That's kind of, that's kind of been my blend for a long time, more or less. Yeah. 
Uh, how did you come to start playing this type of music in Indiana? It's not a typical genre for the region. I mean, garage and punk rock um, more so, but it seems well, like surf I, rock you don't get a lot around here. No, that's a great question. Um, I When I, I start out on piano, my mom's a piano teacher, just kind of quickly. I uh, When I was 13, I got a drum set, and I kind of got out of sports. I broke my leg. I was a kicker. And so I broke my leg in seventh grade. In the first game, they made me a kicker. Uh, I, and my first extra point, I kicked the guy, the, this guy blocked. Anyway, I broke my leg. I missed half my seventh grade, and I got away from sports. We moved to Indiana. We moved to Marion, Indiana. I got a drum set, and, I, and a couple years later, when I was 15, I got a guitar. And when I, uh, when I was trying to play it, all it was very twangy, because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything back then about, like, uh, you know, distortion pedals and pro guitar stuff. So I had this very twangy sound, and then I saw this commercial. It was one of those, like, at the time it was like, hey, these oldies from the 60s, and they had this song called Pipeline. And I rem- I thought, you know, I'd heard it on the radio. And just while I was playing guitar, you know, this this commercial kept coming on with Pipeline. I was like, that sounds like my guitar. It, and I just, like, and punk was kind of coming out, and I was like, you know, I want to... I want to search that out more. It was the sound of the guitar and that commercial that got me intrigued in it. So that basically that was it. And then when I came to IU, uh, you know, I played with uh, Jim Mannion. The, you know, it, we uh, worked at WQAX. It was a college station at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect when we, we did a little garage band. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. I, w- I wanted to do garage music, but updated kind of like for the punk scene. That, that was kind of the idea. And uh, so back then, that was the, I'm still doing basically trying to do the same ideas, like a mixture of garage and surf stuff. I, I, but it's not, I call everything surf, but I, I love like spaghetti westerns, all kinds of instrumentals. Or, or sometimes I just take songs and make them an instrumental. You know, like we did um, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper back in the uh, yeah. 90s. And it was a tongue in cheek, uh, you know, it was tongue in cheek. But we actually tried to play it seriously, like a surf song, and worked out all the parts and everything. And, and people liked it. It was like, you know, uh, so. Yeah. That was certainly uh, the best thing I've ever heard of coming directly from advertising. <laughs> um, so uh, is this, uh, do you mainly play this type of music, or do you switch it up and play, like, different, in different bands that cover different kinds of music, or...? Well, I could, you know, uh, it's the dedication, you know, like sometimes I toy around like, oh, you know, I could play, um, you know, maybe Latin music or, uh, for instance, my dad, it, me and my mom and dad grew up playing Cuban music. Mm-hmm. So my dad was, uh, we would entertain at parties ever since I was like, you know, before going to grade school. I, I played bongos, my mom played pianos, my dad sang. So I always, but I, you know, just be, I didn't grow up uh, where with a lot of, other fellow Latin musicians, and I listen to rock music. So I still have those chops. I, I can play congas and things like that. So I've mm-hmm. toyed with that idea. But it's the dedication. You know, it's like you've you, you got to be kind of good at one thing. You know, like maybe when it's younger, you're trying to be good at everything. And you, so I think this is what I've settled on. It's more it's a mixture of blues and, and garage. And I like stuff that has a good energy and up-tempo energy, Not you know. 
And do you feel like uh, that early Cuban music and all of your household influences still influence you to today? Or absolutely, and and uh, I mean, I remember exactly before we moved to the United States, we lived in the Virgin Islands, and uh, there was like you know uh, groups of um, other. My dad was a doctor, and there was some other doctors' kids that were American, and it was like a mixture of uh, Puerto Ricans and Jamaicans and Cuban people, and and you know we all lived on St. Thomas and. But my earliest remembrance, it was like listening to the like, you know, early rock. They would have like twist parties and yeah. chubby checker. And I mean, I was too young, but I, I mean, you know, I, they would let me dance and stuff. But that was like my older brothers and sisters. So it was just like a magical time that early, like Elvis and Chuck, uh, you know, Chuck Berry. And then, and I, you know, and I was, I'm old enough. To, I saw the Beatles and that changed everything. But that that era right before the Beatles, that late 50s, early 60s, there was just such a lot of good energy and really good music, you know? And, you know, and, and like people like the Beatles were emulating bands from the United States. So to me, that's one of the best things about uh, the United States was our original music, you know? Yeah. All right, well, let's get back into some more of your original music. Uh, what do you sure. have for us next? Well, um, how about the, this is the title track from my One Hot Summer record. One hot, it's called One Hot Summer. Okay.
right. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to WFHB, and this is Local Live, the live segment of our local music show. I'm sitting here with Frankie Camaro. Hello. So um, your band, the rest of your band didn't follow you in tonight, but some equipment that we don't normally see <laughs> did. You can tell us a little bit about your amplifier. Well, I uh, created my own. This What you're hearing is actually a, a mini amplifier. It's all battery powered. Um, and the idea is um, uh, I wanted to make a small amplifier for myself. And over the winter, uh, I came up with the idea to uh, go ahead and solar power it. So I originally made a, a battery-powered amplifier, but uh, the the trick, two things that I don't like about most battery-powered things, it's very it's all digital, mm-hmm. um, and the other thing, it doesn't sound uh, like a real tube amp. So the difference, is, I think, in mine is um, I, I'm using a, a special kind of transistor that gives off the same harmonics as a tube. It's called an FET transistor. Mm-hmm. So, but the problem is with with a tube, it takes a lot of electricity. So I've taken that, you know. So you're getting sonically the same sound of a tube. So some people that are hearing this, this is not a tube amp. It's a solid state amp. That's and it's all analog. So that those are the kind of qualities I was going for as a guitar player. A, I wanted it's got to sound good. I wanted a real reverb, not and I wanted it not to be digital. So it has an actual spring reverb, and um, uh, so it's a FET overdrive that sounds like a tube. It has a spring reverb, and it has a little mini amplifier. It's all powered by 9-volt batteries that I have a solar panel that uh, I charge it. So, uh, And I have a website. It's solverb.com. And... Um, and there's a Kickstarter campaign with that. Or? I'm, I'm, that's I, I'm just getting started with the Kickstarter. I was trying, you know, I've never used Kickstarter, but I was trying to uh, think of how to do it. But I think I'm going to do it like uh, you can order each of these pieces however you want. So if somebody wants just the reverb, they can have the reverb. If they just want the FET overdrive, or if they want to buy the whole amp. So that's kind of what I'm going to start off. But. Uh, the ang- like I said, it, my angle is that I wanted it to sound good. Like this is to me uh, would be good enough for recording with, or so it's not just that it's solar powered, but it actually it's you know you can use it for actual recording purposes. And things. So is this like an early prototype, or are you getting yes. near the end product? And- yeah, this is my this is the first prototype. Yeah. Right. So how'd you uh, learn to do all that just from like? setting ah, up your own stuff now and- I, well okay so in uh, high school in marion i took a lot of like uh, physics and electronics mm-hmm. uh because of when i it, because i had my first little uh, fender amplifier i had a little tube fender amplifier and you know just i took it apart like you know kids just take stuff apart and so that's how i started getting into like speakers and microphones and stuff so i knew a little bit about it in high school so I studied electronics in here at IU extensively. I, I got a degree in audio engineering and acoustical physics. So my back my that's all I studied in here at IU was mainly electronics. So I worked as a, uh, early you know back when there were still a lot of electronics places. I I worked as an electronic technician. Okay. For I, I'll tell you one. Here's a quick one that in Marion I worked for this company. I'm not. I won't say the name. But it was like a precursor to the internet. This was before the internet, but they had certain homes that they would try commercials on. Mm-hmm. You know, advertisers would try commercials, and then peop- and we would send 
to these certain homes, commercials, you know. But it was it was done over the it was earlier internet, you know. It, it wasn't wow. the full on internet. But now I see what was going on. It was, you know, and so you were in on the ground floor. Yeah, of the I was in sometimes. on the ground floor. Yeah, definitely. Um, so during those days, I know you played at like second story some. You said yeah. you've uh, played with Jaminian back when. I don't think this was WQX before. We definitely have a lot of their stuff, some vinyl in the yeah. back. Um, so at that time, were you performing music as well as? Well, at the work? end of college, you know, I started. I wasn't a serious enough student because I was playing music and stuff. So I was out mm. playing show, you know, and practicing with my band. So it's always torn. Is like, it, it, you know, if I didn't play music, I would have been a better student. But I, I wanted to play music professionally but i had to find day jobs and stuff and so after college i found a job here as an electronic technician mm-hmm. it did not pay very well or anything like that but i started my first surf band and it was called moto x oh, okay so after i played with Mannion, uh with ross danielson he has a band called the Aqua- aquaholics now mm-hmm. they're playing around town so you know they were in, uh they were like in high school and i was just out of college so i was like the old guy but we had a fun time, and we moved to Austin. We did a record that, unfortunately, just we. Uh, <laughs> what happened is we recorded this album in Austin, and the record company folded just as our record was going to come out. Mm. And, and uh, never found. I could never locate the master tape or anything, so that kind of you know was. And but the good, the other good thing about moving to Austin, I did this album called Big Guitars from Texas. This the. Uh, Somebody saw me play at a show. I used to always start off with a surf instrumental, mm-hmm. and it's just so happened this uh, this group of people were putting together an instrumental album. They were looking for people that do, it. and so they asked me to be on it. And lo and behold, one of the songs I wrote was nominated for a Grammy. Oh wow! And so, and this was going on while the, we were re- so it, it seemed like a really good year that year. It's like everything's <laughs> yeah. going great. We have my. The album's coming out, you know, I got a Grammy, what could go wrong, you know? It was one of those kind of things. But sure enough, you never know how things are going to work out, and I just didn't have the money to stay in Austin anymore, so I came back to kind of like, I was kind of planning, I was moving, going to move back, but then I couldn't make enough money, and then started playing with bands around here, and, and uh, just it had uh, some success, like say with Drag Strip, we did a, you know, I had an instrumental band like in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s, and that, mm-hmm. that went pretty well. So, but I, I've never really stopped uh, playing. I think like 10, 15 years ago, you know, I started, I, I became a computer programmer. That was my, you know, I'd say, wow, you know, I got to go learn computers and stuff like that. So I started building websites. I have a one called Visual Guitar. There I have a, a guitar app. And I actually built it by hand. It it'll it, it'll show any scale and any key, and because I couldn't wrap my head around like uh, things called modes, scales and modes that jazz people understood it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I still don't understand how a ma- you know major. What do you mean the minor scale is the same as the major? Scale? What are you talking <laughs> about? But now, so I had to draw it out on paper. So it, the evolution of it was, I uh, made a grid of all the guitar notes and I cut out holes. So I could like cover the, just the holes of any scale, and then I I transferred that to the web using uh, you know HTML and JavaScript and all that. So you know, 15 years later, I'm ready to come out with a new visual guitar. And now I added like I recorded every note on the guitar, 
So you can actually play it now. Like you can you can set it on G and then strum it, and it'll actually play a G chord for you and things like that. Wow, that's great that you found a way to marry both uh, your school training and the Absolutely. thing that was keeping you from your school and, and, and education. It, I think too, it, it's just that you you end up doing or you want to do stuff that you love, and and uh, yeah. you know, and I. I'm still trying to because it's like that doesn't mean you're going to make a lot of money doing yeah. it necessarily. But getting smarter and more focused, I think, as I get older, like because I'm just the kind of person that just I'm trying to do way too many things at the same time. So I'm trying to get more focused, you know, one thing at a time. All right. Well, let's uh, focus in on some more songs. Yeah. What do you have coming up next? Well, uh, how about a, this is one of my favorite songs. We're going to do Saturday night. Uh, it's written by, I forget his name, but it's written by somebody in Sweden, and it's called Apache. All right, excellent. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so uh, we probably have time for one more song before we do. Um, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you so it's much for having great. me. Thank you have you. a fantastic background and story, and you've really made that <laughs> I guitar really appreciate scene. It. Thank you. Um, so before we go and before you play your final song, um, where can people find you? What do you have coming up here soon? What, uh, you can always find me at motomusic.com. That's uh, my own website. I also have band, uh, uh, bandcap.com slash Frankie Camaro, SoundCloud, uh, Frankie Camaro. So, and then solverb.com is going to be uh, the new amp thing. And then visualguitar.com. So I've got several websites. All right. And you've got a show coming up this Saturday at Players yes. Pub with uh, Janet Duke. And Janet Duke. And uh, that's the name of the band. There's no one named Janet Duke. Oh, okay. But it's uh, Jamie Payton is the brother of Reverend Payton. He's mm-hmm. a really nice guy and super drummer. And ZZ is this girl that sings. And she has a super dynamite, like, bluesy, rockabilly voice. So right. I'm lucky. It's like I don't have to do it. You know, I'm just in the band, and it's great. It's So yeah. I'm playing with them, and then I'm going to be doing my set after that. All right. Sounds like it's going to be a great show. Uh, what do you have for us on the way out? Well, I'm going to do it from one of my favorite bands of all time, and uh, I'm going to do Hard Day's Night. All right. Yes. <laughs> listening to Frankie Camaro on WFHB's Local Live. Again, thank you so much for coming in. That was great. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon and we'll see you at the Players Pub on Saturday. That'll be awesome. Uh, before we go, I would like to say thanks to 
executive producer Jim Mannion, producer Aaron Toby, and in the engineer booth, Jim Lang, Dan Withard, Adam Reichley, Ilza Ackerbergs, and um, Mike. Thank you so much for everything. And we're going to send it back over to Jason for the last hour of the local music show.